Hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope you are all as excited as I am as tonight in Kingston is game one of the Eastern Conference quarterfinal series between your Oshawa Generals and the Kingston Frontenacs. And if the regular season has taught us anything between these two teams is we are in for a doozy. This is going to be a fantastic series. It could go the distance. I could absolutely see this going six, maybe even seven games. These are two fairly evenly matched up teams, at least in my eyes and in the eyes of many others. So in this episode, we're going to preview the series a little bit, what to expect, some of the key elements to look for. We're going to show you guys a recorded interview I had with the General's general manager, Roger Hunt, just yesterday, we had a great conversation. We talked about the series, the team overall, some of their deadline acquisitions, and how they might impact the series. It was a great conversation. I'm excited to show it to you all. And yeah, this is going to be fun. So basically how the next couple weeks of content is going to go is we're going to do a podcast today, obviously, before the start of the series. We're going to do one after game two talking about games one and two in Kingston. Then we're going to do one after game four, talking about games three and four back at Tribute Community Center in Oshawa. And then we'll do one at the end of the series, which is just hopefully another preview episode for the next series in the hopes Oshawa wins this one. This is any one series, though. It's uh, Oshawa won five of 12 games against the Frontenacs this regular season, but they won the final two. So momentum could be on their side. We'll have to see. <laughs> but yes, game one tonight, Oshawa versus Kingston. What are some of the key elements we're going to look for? Well, I think the main, the main, I guess, attraction on both teams is their offense. You look at the Kingston Frontenacs, the names that pop out. Obviously, Shane Wright is the big name in this series. Probably the playoffs, in all honesty. Maybe Mason McTavish could, could argue that himself. But... The projected number one overall pick, a lot of eyes are going to be on this series for Shane Wright, and he's a phenomenal player. There is, you'd be foolish to doubt that he's great on both ends of the ice, offensively and defensively. He's a force. He's going to be a handful for the Generals to keep, to keep on bay. Uh, he's going to get points. It's about not so much eliminating him from being productive. It's how can we limit his production offensively but he's not the only one that Oshawa's defense has to look for you have guys like Lucas Edmonds who's going to be an issue he had over a hundred points in the regular season he's a force every single time he's on the ice and who's ever in net for the generals Patrick Lieber Zachary Papuzakis whatever defenders are on the ice I'm sure the shutdown pairing of Matthew Hill and Nikita Parthenyuk are going to be glued to Lucas Edmonds this series but yeah, he's going to be a force every single time he touches the ice, and he's going to be someone we have to look out for. But you look down the lineup, Jordan Frasca, Martin Kromiak, Francesco Acuri. This is a deep offensive lineup, but they're very top-heavy. There's no doubt about it. Lucas Edmonds, Shane Wright, Jordan Frasca, Martin Kromiak, Francesco Acuri, all over a point per game. And then you see a bit of a dip-off. I know Zade Wisdom only had 43 games this season, 38 points, but... I think it's those five. Those five are going to be well over, I, I, I want to say 50% of their offense, but it's probably more. You'd have to think 75% of their offense or something is going to come from those five players. And that's got to be on the bulletin board in the general's change room as to how do we eliminate the offense from those players. Oshawa's offense 
is a bit different, I would say. Ty Tulio is obviously the big name on the Generals offense, and he's a threat every time he's on the ice, just like Lucas Edmonds. 86 points, 42 goals, 44 assists, and he was a goal-scoring machine in the second half of the season. It was about every single game you just thought automatically he's good for at least a goal. He was on fire. Below him, Brett Harrison had 61 points, Oscar Olison 49 points, but only in 55 games. You think he'd probably be pushing high 50s, maybe low 60s points if he was a, if he was healthy all season long. Callum Ritchie, Stuart Roloffs, Cameron Butler. I think that the Generals offense is designed a little bit different than Kingston's. Kingston's very top heavy. Their top two lines are can probably go up against anybody's in the league. I think Oshawa's built their offense to have a a deeper top nine and everybody in that top nine can produce offensively and they have a very nice mix of speed skill and the addition of size and and just a net front net front presence and somebody i'm really keen on seeing this series is cameron butler the niagara ice dogs captain who was acquired by the generals a couple days before the deadline in january on the season, 11 goals, 30 assists, 41 points in 64 games. Not maybe eye-catching numbers, especially the 11 goals. But this is a guy who, yeah, okay, in, in, in a game, you just look at an individual game. He could be on, he could be physical, that's great. In a series, though, against a team, he has the ability to not only produce offensively, but he can get under the skin of some of the front next players he's a pest he's not a fun player to play against and i think that ultimately this was a guy who okay yeah he can contribute in the in the regular season he's a fantastic player he's he's undoubtedly a fantastic player but i think roger hunt went out and got this guy for this moment for the playoffs you want to go up against cameron butler for four to seven games i don't think anybody in the league wants to go up against cameron butler for four to seven games and i think we're going to see the best version of Cameron Butler starting tonight. He's not somebody I would want to go up against for four to seven games. That's for sure. He's great down low in the corners. He can drive the net. He's got a very underrated shot. He's got an unbelievable release. Stand in front of the now the power play. Whatever you need Cameron Butler to do, I think he's going to go out there and give it 110%. Big, strong, physical, power forward. And I think Butler is going to be, if there was a sleeper, that you just go, okay, obviously Ty Tulio, obviously Brett Harrison, Oscar Olison, those are the guys you expect to be like, all right, they're going to be passive offensive contributors, contributors, excuse me. But if you're looking for somebody who might not be one of those top one, two, three names on the offense, but who could be a sleeper as a dark horse hero for the generals in this playoffs, I think it's Cameron Butler. I think this is why we got him. And tonight we're going to see the true value of what the generals acquired from the ice dogs in January. But all through their lineup, Stuart Roloffs has been a fantastic addition to the team. Ryan Stepien scored a lot at the beginning of the season. I think in the second half, he struggled a bit to maybe find his, his spot in the lineup where his linemates were going to be, but he's really picked up his game in the past few weeks. He ends off the regular season in his overage season with a goal in a shootout win, a winning shootout goal, excuse me, against the North Bay Battalion last Sunday. Could, could be riding some momentum. Uh, if this team is healthy, I know the big question mark, I think, going into this series health-wise for the Generals is the health of sniper Oscar Olison. He missed the last few regular season games. But in 55 games, 26 goals, 23 assists, 49 points, he's a great offensive addition to this team if he can go tonight. 
I don't have confirmation on that. I haven't heard any confirmation about that, but hope is we're going we're gonna to see him in the lineup tonight, and if not tonight, very soon. But yeah, Tulio, Harrison, Olison, Richie, Roloffs, Butler, Stepien, Gagne, and McKinney, nine forwards. Take that combination, do whatever the, the, the two co-coaches want to do, but that's a top nine that is deep. All those players can contribute offensively. All those players can be reliable defensively. Maybe top-heavy, the advantage goes to Kingston. But as an overall forward group, I think depth-wise, this is going to be... If our third and fourth lines can outproduce their third and fourth lines and chip in offensively a little bit more, it's going to be a great advantage for the Kingston Frontenacs. And I'm extremely excited to see how that plays out defensively. I think it's two very different defenses. I'll be honest with you. The Kingston Frontenacs, I mean, their whole mo- their whole mantra about their style is they score a lot. They score a lot. There's n- you, there's no even reason to doubt that they score a lot of goals. I'm going to pull up quickly right now how many exact goals they scored this season. I know it was a lot. I, I know it was a lot. They scored 285 goals. They allowed 242. The Generals... Only 215 goals for, but they actually allowed less goals than the Kingston Frontenacs at 240, despite being three places in the standings lower than the Kingston Frontenacs. But their defense fit, fits into that mantra. They're great outlet passers. Um, Lucas Parrick, Jake Murray, they can, they can all produce offensively. I think Oshawa's defense, obviously the big name is Leighton Moore. He's the best offensive defenseman in this series. It's tough to argue that on the regular season, uh, excuse me, he had 54 points in 67 games, 49 assists. So this guy is a passing machine. He quarterbacks the power play. He's great offensively, very, very strong defensively as well. But behind Leighton Moore is where the Oshawa Generals might have an advantage on keeping the puck out of their net. They have some really reliable defensive defensemen. David Jesus, not a fun guy to play against. He will rough it up in the corners in front of the net. He defends his teammates. He's a great team player. It's why he has an A on his sweater. And then behind him is a very unique shutdown pairing that I think the generals are going to fall. The fans are going to fall in love with this series if they haven't already. And that's Nikita Parfenyuk and Matthew Hill. Both big defensemen can skate well, can move the puck, will block shots, hit guys, they're going to be go- they're going to be put out on the penalty kill they're going to be put out against every team's opposing best players and that's going to be the general shutdown pairing unless something changes that's kind of the shutdown pairing they rolled with since Parfenyuk has returned from his wrist injury and we're going to see it unfold and see how good it really is against the players on Kingston like Edmonds like Wright like Arcuri they're going to be the guys that I think Nikita Parfenyuk and Matthew Hill have to be ready to go against Hills an overager. They rested him in the final regular season game, as well as Tulio, as well as more. There were some rests, and Hill was one of them to be ready for this series, to be ready for tonight. And we'll see how the defense plays up with these two teams. And lastly, we got to talk about the goaltenders. All right, Levy Marilainen, he's the obvious starter for the Kingston Frontenacs. I don't think that there's any reason to d- dispute that. He played in exactly 53 of the 68 games this season. He's their number one goaltender. He had a 3.29 goals against average and an 0.891 save percentage. He plays a lot, so maybe don't read into the numbers too much. And he's going to be their starting goaltender. I expect, barring some crazy turn of event, um, Levy Marilainen will be in the net 
tonight for the Kingston Frontenacs. For the Oshawa Generals, I think that they have two goaltenders that you would feel comfortable going in net, both in pa- um, Zach- um, Zachary Papuzakis and Patrick Lever. But after the performance he did this season, especially stepping up from the- with the injury with injury problems, I guess, to Zachary Papuzakis when he missed some time, I'd be shocked if it was anybody but Patrick Lever who got the start in net. He has the statistical advantage over Levy Merrillinen. He has a 3.2 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. The OHL in 9.08 is extremely impressive. He had a phenomenal season. Honestly, I expect to see both Paps and Lever in net at some point in this series. But game one, who you're going to turn to? I think it's Patrick Lever. Personally, my money, I would put Patrick Lever in net. But I expect also Paps to get into this series. He's a phenomenal goaltender. It's his overage season. He's he's rela- he's so reliable. He's built up so much trust within this organization. Like I said, probably Lever game one if he, if I was a betting man. But I know how excited Paps is for this series. I know ex- how excited he is about the opportunity this team has this year. And I would be extremely shocked if we didn't see Paps in net at some point. Both of them phenomenal options both of them phenomenal goaltenders that's where the the big advantage might go to the generals is in net two solid starting quality goaltenders that the oshawa generals have not many teams in the ohl can say we have two goaltenders we feel going up against anybody we can win with app without any hesitation paps is if paps is in net or if lever is in net i feel a hundred percent confident that they are going to get the job done. And we saw Carter Brickle get some action in the last regular season game. His first OHL win, exactly. And he looked great, too. He looked really good as well. He was he was solid in overtime. He got the job done in the shootout. Um, he certainly looks like a goaltender of the future for the Oshawa Generals. Um, so to re- really, maybe maybe two is, is actually being too nice. Maybe I should be saying we have three goaltenders who I think that the team is excited about the team can trust all three of them and that's a huge advantage people always say you can never have enough defensemen which of course is true but maybe at the same time you can never have enough goaltending and I think the Oshawa Generals have just that now you've heard me talk for for how long have you heard me talk for now it's been a bit it's been about almost 15 minutes well maybe maybe you don't want to hear from me right now anymore maybe you want to hear from somebody who helped build this roster, somebody who made some deadline acquisitions earlier on in the season, made some acquisitions, who really built this team from the ground up. As yesterday, I had the chance to talk to General's general manager, Roger Hunt. We talked about a variety of things. You know, you know what? You know what? Let's let's just listen in. We'll talk a little bit about the interview afterwards, but listen in. This is my recording of an interview I had yesterday with general manager Roger Hunt. All right, we are now joined by the general manager of the Oshawa Generals, Roger Hunt. Roger, how are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for asking. I hope you're well, too. I am. I am. So I know this is a very busy week for you. Uh, I hear that the team's heading off to Kingston shortly. Uh, you know, game one is just over 24 hours away. What's your uh, nerves to excitement ratio heading into uh, this series? Um, you know, I don't think nerves is 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 a way to describe it. I think it's excitement, you know, at my age, at my age and everything else, I think it's, it's excitement for knowing what these players are about to face. And, and that's the big thing. And, 
you know, someone's going to emerge as a playoff hero. Um, then, you know, I'm excited for that guy, you know, for, for us to go in there and, and become playoff players and everybody's measured in the playoffs. It's, it's excitement for that. It's our, it's our coaches. I'm, I'm excited for them. You know, we got a lot of first year players. I'm excited for them. So I, I'm excited for our fans to get the opportunity to see us, you know, in the playoffs again, that, uh, that for me would be the word certainly excited about this uh, playoff. Um, talking to Curtis Foster after a lot of the games, one thing he's extremely excited about is to see how his goaltenders stack up against Kingston's. You guys have two very capable starting goaltenders in Papuzakis and Lever, and Lever's really stepped up as Paps has battled some injuries this season. Um, do you think that um, goaltending could be one of the major strengths to your team, uh, not just maybe in this series, but in the entire playoffs? Yeah, and, and to be honest, I think we've got three good goalies and, and all three are, are capable. So you can never have too many. And certainly Patrick and, and Zach have, have shown the, the most of the way, but uh, they're very capable. And again, maybe they're the playoff hero. You know, who, who knows? I, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, but I like the fact that we've got goaltending um, and it, it could be one of our strengths. Uh, going into this, hey, Marilyn is what he is. He's a, he's a real good goalie. He's an NHL draft pick. Um, you know, and Sp Spooner is, is clearly their backup. But at, at some point, somebody's going to step up. But I, I, I stack our goalies against anybody, and I feel good about our guys going into this series. Early on in the season, right at the beginning, you acquired Matthew Hunt from Barry, and then in December with Roloffs um, from London. But it was early January that it seemed to, to become apparent that you guys decided to be buyers at the deadline with the acquisitions of Butler and Olison. What made you believe that this team was worth buying at the deadline for and going for? And was the fact that you had you knew you, you were going to have two first round picks in the upcoming draft make you a little more comfortable with um, with spending some other assets for futures to acquire help at the uh, at immediately? Yeah, I think we've all I've always tried to describe what we do as ambitious. We're always trying to be ambitious but we're not reckless. And I think, you know, you mentioned Matthew Hill early in the season, Thomas Stewart was, you know, very close to that too. So we, we shored up our defensemen uh, with, with uh, two guys that I think have, have done really well for us this season. And, and certainly Matthew will be moving on, but Thomas has got uh, playing time left here for years to come. And then, you know, Roley, Roley was a guy that uh, became available and, hadn't really found his stride or his comfort zone or sweet spot in London. And, you know, that sometimes happened. Doesn't mean an organization is bad or a player is bad. It just, maybe there's a change needed. And, and certainly he got the opportunity. We came here and uh, right off the bat, him, Ty and, uh, and Harry were a real solid line. And uh, you know, that, that I think helped Stuart settle into, you know, his, his time here. And then at the deadline, Cameron Butler is a, a big, strong winger that's played all his time in the East. Um, you know, I followed him and I, we've liked him, you know, since since his time. And he's come in here to be, a, you know, a real good acquisition. And he can be a difference maker in the playoffs uh, as we move forward. So, and then Ollie, certainly anytime you get a chance to get, you know, skill um, and, and, you know, a player that's got the, an NHL draft pedigree, to go along with Ty and, and, and Brat, that's uh, that's that's always a good ad if you can do it. And again, it, we you know this year we've got two first round picks as you alluded to. We've got 
two to to fourteen. So we've got lots of picks this year. You know, we we maybe pick poor in in, in spots as the in the future, but I, I'd like to be able to say we could probably backfill those a, a little bit as we move on. But but I you know we're always ambitious, but again we're never going to put the organization in in harm's way. But we're we're always trying to win, and sometimes you can try to win with a lot more than other times. So, but, you know, with the guys that came in, we, there's expectations and we want to do well coming in these playoffs. And my last question for you, this has been a, a roller coaster of a season in life in general. December was very disruptive to the league and everything like that. Come back, have the deadline. Um, your team experienced some really highs with an eight game point streak at one time. Um, and then a seven game, um, unfortunate losing streak. Um, their last two games against Kingston were both wins. You end off the season with a big shootout win on home ice for an overage player who gets a, a goal in his last game there. Um, do you think that this is a team that rides momentum swings, um, you know, very high? And with those two last games against Kingston being wins, do you think it's going to really boost the team's confidence heading into this series? It certainly can't hurt. And, and to, to have the back half of the season that we did with the, the amount of times we played t- top tier teams in our our side, it probably got us playoff ready, um, but that that's all it did. Now we have to go and play real playoff games. So I, I think beating North, um, Kingston, as you said there, a couple times near the end and finishing the season off on a win, th- those are all feel-good things. And you can take those feel-good things and, and you want to put them into play. But when it's uh, – all said and done, it's 0-0 tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock. Zero wins, zero losses for everybody. Zero points for everybody. Nobody's given up a goal. So it's a, a pretty level playing field, but I feel great about our chances. And, uh, you know, if you're talking to Kingston, they're probably going to feel the same. So it's, it should match up for a great series. And it's I, I don't think it's going to be short. You know, I think it's going to be a long series. So let's, uh, with everybody knock on wood healthy right now, let's, uh, let's get after it tomorrow. And I'm sure it's going to be a great series. We're all excited to watch it and enjoy it. Thank you, Roger, for joining us today. I know it's, like I said, it's been a busy week for you, but we appreciate your time and best of luck uh, in these playoffs. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, we're excited. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. And again, a big thanks to Roger Hunt for joining us on the podcast. I know how busy this week must be for him. So for him to take a bit of time out of his schedule to chat with us, Very much appreciated. But there's one little thing in that interview I want to point out and emphasize before we wrap things up here. And that was when he talked about everybody starts at zero. And it's a great way to look at this. The regular season was just a 68-game preseason. People build up stats. It's all great and all. You fight for position. You fight for the right to be here. Now they're both here. Everybody in this series tonight enters the game. Zero goals, zero assists, zero points. Both goaltenders. Zero goals against average, zero save percentage. It's a fresh start for everybody. If somebody had a a really great regular season, the pressure is now to continue that and be a playoff performer. If somebody had maybe a regular season that they weren't extremely thrilled with, it's a fresh start. The regular season is great, but OHL legends are mainly made in the playoffs, and that starts tonight. Everybody starts at zero, four to seven games, May the best team win, and we're going to be rooting hard for the Oshawa Generals. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We'll meet you again after Game 2, where we talk about Games 1 and 2 in Kingston, how the Generals fared, and looking ahead to Games 3 and 4 in 
Oshawa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jens Nation podcast. It's been a long season. An up and down season. Disrupt- disruptions in December. Uncertainty about the, uh, the season at one point. It's been a roller coaster, but we're here now. It's game one. Oshawa Generals versus the Kingston Frontenacs. It's going to be great. I'll be watching. I hope you are too. We will talk again after game two. Have a great weekend. Go Jens, go.